Beast Game Podcast, and today we are talking about the entire season of season three of Star Trek Picard. Tries to be a love letter to everything Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Different elements of it. So the last time that we had talked about this, some of the earlier episodes were a little rough. The first episode was okay. I want to say it was either the second or third episode, which is kind of where we left off at. That one of those was like, yeah, this is kind of going off in a bad direction with the previous seasons of Star Trek Picard. So season one and two, that they definitely went off direction that was not conducive with what should have happened post Next Generation. With this, key points is that Picard is obviously older. He finds out that he has a son with Beverly Crusher. His son is being hunted for whatever reason, sent Picard a message saying, hey, you're the only person I can trust. With that, he finds out that he has a son. So like that whole situation in Generations where he, he wanted to have a whole family and his family wasn't real though, but it was a nexus. That actually happens for him. Again, his son's being hunted by someone named Varric and they don't know why Varric wants him specifically, but it also turns out to be partially the Changelings. A lot of the Next Generation characters start to assemble back, and then also some other characters that were either a part of Next Generation, either as bit characters or side characters, but they do show up. Core group that was kind of post-Tasha Yar reforms. So, Keith, how do you feel about the final season of Star Trek Picard, and I guess the future seasons of (laughs) Star Trek, the future generation or something? (laughs) I think they were going to call it Star Trek Legacy. Uh, no, Star Trek The Future Generation. That's what they need to call it. Star Trek Picard's problem was that it would start off strong, that initial first. Yeah, the first two, three episodes, episodes was good. And then somewhere and in those middle episodes just kind of tanked the show. Because they had shit writing. They didn't have a real premise. And they didn't have anyone who can stand apart from the series. Yeah, and series also star, that post twenty. 16 2017 writing was pretty prevalent particularly in that second season like that one was rough i couldn't get through it this is trash what is this hot mess of garbage the problems with star trek picard is that as a show is that it is steeped in big old fan service to long-term fans and it was a passion project sort of ego project for the star patrick stewart even when it was announced that the show was being considered as Started out as being, yeah, this is what we want. We want to see what happened to the next generation yeah. group after and, after and, the and terrible the premise, movies, basically. The premise started out strong enough. Picard is retired. He's on Earth in a vineyard. And he's basically just waiting to die. He's got nothing else going for him. He's just got memories, his legacy. But it turns out that problem with that, at every point, they made a point of punishing his legacy. It was like, he goes to Starfleet. Elder abuse. <laughs> the one bitch is the sheer fucking hubris. I'm just like, this bitch. You're no longer needed. Just kind of a relic of certain generation that we have evolved now. We don't need you. Uh, yeah. Your values are dumb. We don't care. Nah, you're nothing. We don't care for you anymore. Get out of my face. I'm like... Uh, it's like, yo, I just asked you, you know, for help. Talk. Like, no, get the fuck out like, of here. I'm John Luke Picard. Like, mess with me like that. It's like, we don't care. What ended up happening was fans and me... <laughs> We took that shit personal. It was like, fuck your feelings. Yeah. You don't give a fuck if you like this. This is how the world is it's now. It's like someone talking to your grandfather. It. It was like, yo, enjoy sure. it. Exactly. Like, look at this. Enjoy it. 
You see this? This is what we like. This is this is the future now. We don't have this. He's a man. No, well, he no, 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 no. You're gonna like this person now because that's the way it is. And we're tired of this this type of thing. This is what you want, and we want other people to like this show now. You just enjoy it. We're this is for the new people. So you know what? I said, fuck it. This is for the new people. Yep. This is for the new fan base. They want it. So I said, fuck it. I'm like, I bowed out. I said, you know what? And I'm everything done. they had done to that point, particularly with Discovery, was the same problems that showed up in Star Trek. Exact Picard. same problem. I can deal virtually any kind of subject matter as long as the storytelling is solid. I can deal with the heroes of the story or even stories that I necessarily don't want to see or even be a part of. I can deal with that because you know what? If the storyline's good, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy it for the story. I can take my own biases out of the equation and enjoy it for what it is. Because if you understand the core of Star Trek, that people, not space gods and aliens or divine powers or some superhuman, is going to make regular people. That was the point, is that you can look at Kirk, you could look at even Spock, you can look at any one of these dudes, and you can say, I can do that. Join Starfleet, I want to be a part of this, I want to go discover new worlds and Mm -hmm. meet new people, grow in space. These things are built by people. It is built by... It's just like like the space military. It's like, if you want to join the military, go ahead. Like that... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing stopping you. Discovery? Nope. And when you are born, you are dictated by the powers that be to be awesome or you're born to be an idiot. It all stemmed from not I'm not even gonna call it lazy. It's not lazy storytelling. It's just it is incompetent storytelling. It's entitled storytelling. It's entitled yeah, yeah, storytelling. Yeah, it's another way. This is the way it has to be. So in the course of that, in order to make your characters your larger than life characters who you built larger than life in your head. And in back lore, and when you read back on, on all the things it does, the only thing you know how to do, the only thing you can do to make your new character stand at that level is by breaking the originals down. Yeah. So in order to make Picard relatable to your other characters, you had to break them down. Yep. Yeah, and construct them and turn them into exactly. nothing. Yeah, Rios is he's an ex Starfleet commander who lost his way and he had problems and he he's a rogue, he's on the edge and all that other stuff. You know, seven to nine, she's lost her way. She's, she's lost her path, feeling emotional, she's bored, and there's discrimination against the board. And I'm just like, why the fuck is Starfleet discriminating against the board? Yeah. The captain of their flagship got assimilated and blew up half a Starfleet and they gave him his job back. They rescued him. <laughs> took all the parts of him and gave his goddamn ass his job back and said, keep on carrying on. And I might have a nightmare it, every now and then, but I'll yeah, every now, yeah, exactly. And, but in this case, it's like, yes, there's racism. How is it that we go from data's day and the situation that data is an artificial life form and that now Starfleet, the Federation, they built a slave race. Yeah. Yeah, they built a fucking slave. They did that in Picard season one. That was the. It wasn't even a fucking twist. Got the people walking back and forth talking shit about him. I'm like, bro, this is like, what the fuck is this shit? So I bring all this up just to say, the Star Trek that was in those first two seasons and a lot of the seasons of all of Discovery. I'm 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 just gonna say the season two to now Discovery. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Season one was okay. It was tolerable. Strange New Worlds is barred from this as well. That Star Trek 
was something else. That that, that wasn't even Star Trek. It, that was just somebody who decided to use a Star Trek name to sell T-shirts. They have a concept. They're using the property and the characters to fulfill their concept and not mm -hmm. what is responsible for the interest in the show in the first place. The interest in the show, Star Trek was always an ensemble cast. It wasn't necessarily one person, even though this is, this is Star Trek Picard. Exactly. It found its footing by putting him back where he belonged with like, the characters that you care about. Not all these kind of new characters that you don't really have any affinity for. What's more is that they realize that, so they bring in other characters, like Seven of Nine. Yep. I mean, Seven so of Nine They bring fine. her in, yeah. gets in there, and I gotta say, it must have been Jerry Ryan who reined them in. Her character was the only one that didn't get, like, brutalized. Season three, Star Trek Picard, erase those first two seasons for me. Yeah, and it, only really, thing, it really should have been what that first season was. Again, it even if they want to do one thing. season, or even... One season. Yeah, even if they want to do one season, or even multiple seasons with the Next Generation cast, this season uh -huh. should have been what the first season was. And uh -huh. then you already wasted Q in that second season. You Completely wasted the waste. Wesley Crusher cameo in that second season. And then the story Absolutely. overall, not that interesting because you shot it modern day. They pretty much, oh yeah, just fucking forget that whole thing. Forgetting what happened in the previous uh, like, Rios, uh, season. Screw him. <laughs> yeah, we don't even talk about that dude. He, he wouldn't even mention like the whole Borg angle. They didn't even mention the new Borg shit that happened at the end of the second season. Sorry, a Borg queen straight you know, up in second season of Star Trek Picard about right. to have a relationship with what the heck is that chick's name? Uh, I, don't Girardi, I don't know. I don't know. Girardi. I don't know. Yeah. Know. Trying to have a relationship with Gerardi. He's like, I'm, I mean, you bring it, girl. Yeah. You want me? <laughs> but you had a full on board queen in that second season. This cat, he deserves all the fucking credit in the goddamn world. Like, somebody said, oh my God, we're losing everything. Give it to the Star Trek geek. And they gave it to him, and he told a competent storyteller. There were some definite misses. Yeah. There were some definite misses, not going to lie. And I was a lot harsher on those misses because I've been shit. Terry Metallus. Yeah. I was a lot more pissed off with his fuck-ups. He you know, understands like, Star Trek. Clearly understands. He fucking loves Star Trek The Next Generation. If he this was Star Wars, it. you would probably get... Rafi saving everybody. <laughs> yeah. Insert enough influence to tell these motherfuckers to back the fuck off. I got it. Because this shit, he basically took all the fucked up storylines that Sid came out of. The shit they did with the Borg in the first two seasons was nonsensical bullshit. Out of all of Star Trek, out of all of Star Trek, even if this was Star Trek Picard, there are so many other storylines that don't involve the Borg that are Tons equally of. as interesting as the Borg stuff. Like, even though the Borg are considered to be the ultimate enemy, mm -hmm. Scorpion-like race that ended, it was like maybe episode 25, season one, that they were calling back home. That's what I thought this was yeah, going. I I'm like, like, you what? know what? I thought that would have been a nice throw, but I'm almost positive he got stopped from doing that because I think a lot of folks weren't really happy with those things. But it's been okay if somehow they were... <laughs> 
merging with the Borg and also the Changelings. If anything, Deep Space Nine gets the short end of the Star Trek Picard callbacks. I mean, other than the Changelings and Worf, you really don't get much other than references to Section 31. It'd be great if Cisco shows up and saves Picard and goes back off being a god again. Before I get too far into the deep into the weeds, I'm going to tell you right now that this is literally the most satisfying series finale I've ever seen. They wrapped up the Borg. The changing thing was left open-ended. That's fine. That's another discussion for another day. And, and, and honestly, this is not the show for that to be dealt with. That could be Star Trek or Legacy definitely. or yeah. like whatever the Star Trek 709 show. Fandom's calling it Legacy. But this wrapping up of the Borg, this was like literally them saying, don't, no more Borg. The Borg are gone. Well, they really should have been gone after Voyager, but... Yeah, they should have been done at the Voyager, but it makes sense that the Borg Queen was stuck in the solar system because that's where they got blown up. And also it makes sense, even if you didn't watch Voyager, if you watched Star Trek First Contact, you can imagine it got blown up in the solar system. Yeah, so, but there's always know, multiple Borg Queen. Yeah, there's there. also Borg Queen, well, I guess the second season. Yeah, yeah. nobody's talking about that shit. That absolute ridiculousness. So, again, this is one of the most satisfying... Well, well again, Star Trek is more than a Borg. That's all it absolutely is. And it wrapped it up. It, it, it's it, more it, than a Borg it, it and it's done. more than data, like which is what they've been basically focusing on those first two seasons. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Second season had some data shit in it too, didn't it? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the soon thing. This wrapped it up. I mean, I liked how they brought data back. They said, okay, fuck this. Brent Spine and your data again. All right. Enough with the soon descendants and whatever. That shit's done. He's dead. All the soons are dead. There's just data. There's no more lore. No more B12, B14, or B17 vitamin shots. It's done. There's only data. The way it should be. And data like, from this point on... No more the Star Trek Nemesis. <laughs> no more that shit. Star Trek Nemesis. Erased. They didn't even talk about the Romulans. Like Shinzon. Like, well, part Shinzon and has headaches. And stuff. They effectively ramped this shit up and ended it on a perfect fucking note. Because, like, I'm sitting there watching this thing. I'm like, this is fucking badass. That last episode, the finale was fucking badass. I mean, I got to see the damn Star Trek, the original Enterprise, the Enterprise E in action. I'm like, hell fucking yes. Yeah, which then, I really hate that dark bridge. I really hate the dark bridge. Uh, yeah, I don't like the dark color. Yeah, he started the- doing it with the Enterprise. Like, after they had went on to the ship, they started doing it again. Yeah, like, the Enterprise E had the darker bridge. But even still, the other parts of the bridge were lighter, but... So I miss that because, like, especially when I watch Voyager and Deep Space Nine, bridge color was all nice and bright and optimistic and shit. You can see shit. Well, I mean, but, Next Generation was bright. Deep Space Nine was kind of grayish, <laughs> grayish brown. Voyager was still kind of in that Next Generation phase, so they just kind of had wasn't as dark. The split up of the crew, Jordy getting command of the ship, and as he's flying off, Picard making him not trying to be a man of action at eighty years old, but using reason and doing something different and using compassion. And so someone who knew, who watched Star Trek The Next Generation, you knew Picard would have came at it a different angle than Picard of 30 years ago would have came at this a different, completely different angle. In this case, he used emotion. You have Riker and Worf being the comedic dynamic duo and stuff doing handling on their business. I mean, everyone had individual little story arcs that progressed in this thing. And they all got resolved and settled in a satisfactory fashion yeah Picard gets his uh, son 
Beverly yeah, a family bag recognizes that he always had that family. Prominent theme. He's like, talk, they were asking him those Star I mean, Trek kids. Picard didn't like him. kids. Yeah, he didn't like kids. Kids. And he, he was always dedicated to his job. Like, that was the thing. He went in the Starfleet because his family life, working on the vineyard <laughs> mm-hmm. for the rest of his life. Like, he wanted to be up there. He wanted to be in the stars. And that was that episode with his brother. Picard comes full circle. And this is the type of storyline. And I'm pretty sure, like, Patrick Stewart definitely didn't have a, a hand in any shit. They were like, dude, you get two seasons to tell you. Yeah, story. we gave you season two. Like, you know, Now we're going to tell the real reason why Picard's like this. Because he did an interview and he said he wasn't feeling a lot of this shit. Then he watched it and he was like, oh, yeah, this makes perfect sense to me. This is good. Like, just little tidbits and stuff. And the way they all interact, the chemistry was spot on. When they all were together again, yeah. that chemistry was fucking spot on. I'm like, yo, it was like 30 years hadn't even passed. Again, like, if this was Star Wars, Riker would have got killed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it would have been Deanna and Beverly saving the day. That's what exactly what would have happened. I'm going to bring up one other point here. And I want other people and other creators to take note. This is how you fucking handle and you build strong female characters. Fucking seven or nine. I'm absolutely ready for her fucking show. I, I can will, do without Rafi. If I got to deal with Rafi to have my seven or nine show as captain, I'll deal with her. It's fine. I can tune her out, the channel, something else or whatever, but it's fine. This is how you handle the changing of the guard, your franchise to move to a new generation. This is how you fucking do it. You fucking give your old school team their moment of glory. You let that chemistry overflow and brew. You let their story be told and you just have it slide to the next one. You don't have to have some bullshit where the new crew comes up and just belittles them to prove how tough they are. None of that shit. Like it was literally the whole season was seven or nine getting trained up to be a captain. What they did with Shaw, I mean, particularly when he died, it was like, you're ready, seven to nine. Peace out, I'm dead. Like, <laughs> you start to like him towards the end. He was like, all right, this guy's less of a dick and more of just, he's just got that sense of humor and shit. He was like, fucking hell. These pricks are right, and this shit is a hot mess. What the fuck was this supposed to do? And then it turns out he always, behind him, he was just fucking with her, giving her a tough time. I can deal with that shit. Now I feel bad the dude's dead. That little moment between 709 and Tuvok, that shit was spot on. That was, as speaking of someone who's not a huge Voyager fan, but I was watched every episode. Yeah. I, I liked seeing that. It was enough fan moments, giddy. I was just like grinning ear to ear. Fucking Chekhov popping up and shit. I'm like, yo, y'all are killing me, right? Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, Deep Space Nine got the short end of the stick. Like, you don't get it like a Bashir yeah. or yeah. a calm meanie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no Bashir, no Comedia. I was like, ah, damn it. Like, um, you know, maybe they'll do something with Legacy or something like that. Or maybe they'll do something else with that. You know? Man, like, like, there's always hope. Like O'Brien shows up to fix the transporters. <laughs> 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 like, he and Jordy are fixing the transporters. Like, yeah, we're running a level three diagnostics, or we'll get it done for you. <laughs> get this changeling infestation out of the transporters. When the credits rolled, segue to the new generation, to the next generation and stuff, I'm like, I'm for it. Investing in Star Trek again. Well, certain parts of Star Trek, not all of it. Well, if they can get season two of Strange New Worlds in line with what happened with season one, all around a good show. Again, yeah. bottle episodes and or episodes that aren't necessarily about one specific character all right. of the time. Right. In every way that that one character can do no wrong when they're wrong. They're always right. 
And when <laughs> they're right, they're probably right at that point. Then if they keep the next next generation of Star Trek, because I think I had mentioned that to you before, that whatever happens with final season of Discovery, that that would lead into Star Trek Academy. Yeah. Kind of quirky chick. Ensign Tilly, or now Lieutenant Tilly. Or Commandant Tilly by the time 32nd century Star Trek. And then you have, I guess, 25th century Star Trek going on. And then the TOS era Star Trek. I can deal with Because that's kind of how things were. Not necessarily when Deep Space Nine was probably on for like two seasons before Next Generation went off. And then same thing with Voyager. But they were all kind of in different spaces. Uh That Deep Space Nine kind of started out just being a good compliment to Next Generation. And then it went in the Klingons taking over. The Changelings are taking over the Minion War. Cisco becoming a god. <laughs> Ducat becoming the devil, basically. Pretty much. Voyager really picked up with like the Herogen and then the the Borg stuff. I mean, the Borg stuff was contained in his own world, but didn't uh-huh. really interfere too much with the next generation because the Borg really on like maybe four or five episodes of Next Generation. Uh, well, Next Generation, no, they were in quite a few. Best of Both Worlds, the one with Hugh, and then those two with, with Data and Lore, where Lore took over the Ultra Left Wing Borg. Like, that was it. Oh, I remember that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that might have been it. Some of the callbacks felt a little too much. Oh, yeah. It, it was a little too fan service Like, I understand it, I appreciate it, and considering what we don't get from Marvel, what we don't get from Star Wars, at least this delivered, but it felt a little too much. And then I didn't like what they did with Worf. Wait, you didn't like what they did with Worf? Like, did not. Like he got as much screen time. Him being paired with Rafi was just like a... Issue with Riker and Picard, I understand it ties into the story, but that could have been resolved a lot better because it does turn into the problem with the first season. Card has meant so much, so many people, and then all of a sudden, get him off my bridge. I'm like, okay, that's a little too much. We need a fight type thing. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Definitely missteps. But Sean like, was right. He was like, how do they keep finding us? <laughs> like, really understand. Why do they keep finding us? Why is it you that they keep finding? So, what I wanted after that bad episode <laughs> that I didn't like... Because uh, I kind of burned through this. I had given up on the show. I wouldn't say I had given up, but I was like, I just want to watch all this stuff back to back to back and not have uh-huh. to sit there and wait. So I watched four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine all in like two days. Ten, obviously, is the season finale, which that was okay. It was a good conclusion. Original Bridge and Enterprise, Next Generation Enterprise felt good. Seeing the band all back together again. In their roles, again, Data and Jordy, Khan and Helm, which is like, oh, man. Like, yeah, that was straight up season one. Yes, sir. Season two, Jordy had gotten a nod. Like, chief engineer. Mm-hmm. I think Deanna might have been a little underserved this season. She really served too yeah. much of a purpose. Obviously, Beverly got pretty much bulk of the episodes, but... Deanna was just kind of like, well, I'm just here. I'm along for the ride. 
I sent something with the Borg. That's really her role, but she should have been a little bit more important. I don't need full-on action scenes or anything like that, but... I think they honestly just ran out. I was talking to my wife about this, and I was like, the one thing that this show does for me right now is it pisses me off about the first two seasons because they wasted... Yeah. It was a fucking waste of time. This is like, what the, the first, first season. Seasons, this is what the first season should have been. Like this is what it should have been. It should not have been about data. It should not have been about mm-hmm. the Borg. Even though this is about the Borg, but that second season is probably the most egregious one. They should have shut this shit down. This should have been the first season. Yeah. Then they could have gone off, and you could have had what Picard season two and three. You could have done more with him doing whatever. More and more about trying to be a father late in life and stuff. Or him trying to wrapping up some other storyline, or dealing with Q shit properly this time. Q's dying. Guess what? Not really. Like <laughs> they wanted to save money in season two because of the pandemic and all that other stuff. They could have had the whole season two been about the trial for humanity. You wouldn't have had to sit there and spend a lot of money on special effects. But the problem was they didn't have anybody who can write science fiction. Somebody said, I forget who said it, but Star Trek was always, it's kind of science driven and about the social impacts on technology and times that they were in, like at least the next generation. It was never about this emotional or character driven storylines and stuff. If you wanted to kind of switch that speed in that direction, they tried to shoehorn a bunch of dumb stuff into it. And to save time while paying lip service to the original material. And it just blew up in their face. Well, Prince Spiner needs to be in it because we need data, but data's dead. So we're going to have him be assumed. The actor's going to want to act something. Come on, like I'm glad for season three. It doesn't forgive season one and two. It just makes me forget them. I'm just pissed off that they wasted all that time. That's two fucking years that they wasted. No, it's not, two, it's not two years. It's more than that. <laughs> They were filming Star Trek Picard before that. So it was much longer than that. I'm talking about prep time and pre-production, post-production, and then the following season. Not discounting what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. It had no point. That first season was dumb. The second season, trash. What's worse is that the first season was so anti-Star Trek, it made no sense. Yeah. That first season had a lot of problems, a lot of characters that you would want to expect to see the next generation characters, but you get the B team, except for seven and nine. Gerardi has no purpose moving forward. Rafi has number one commander of the USS Enterprise G, like whatever mm-hmm. it's called. There's that. Whatever they decide to do with Picard Jr. at this point, who's like somehow a special counsel to the captain. Like, I'm not sure what that role is, but I guess he's just a counselor at this point. <laughs> she was just helping him out. I don't know. Like, you just learning the ropes at this point, kid. I'm like, yeah, Ensign, about to go to Star Trek Academy. End of that. Kind of like the way that it wrapped up was just a little too much for me. Like, again, the way that. Jack Crusher, Jack Picard, what do you even call him? Picard Jr. Uh-huh. Gets his commission. Him just walking on the ship, obviously that seems like his temperament, but it also seems a little too Chris Piney to me. Okay, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, so it, it felt like that, and then him just coming on, it's like, oh, yeah, you're not supposed to be the cap. Oh, sorry. The newer generation of the LeVar Burton family <laughs> being a part of Star Trek, which feels good. They're like the other daughter, but 
I think you needed like an extra like thirty minutes. That's what it felt like. Everything up. I think they left a lot on the table. At the same time, you say it's too fan servicey in certain parts. I think you're never gonna have that balance just right. I would have liked to see Deep Space Nine represented a little bit more. I agree. I, mean, I agree. You, you but... still have several characters expected to see, like none of the visitor and <laughs> something like the Bajorans that come to save the Federation. But I mean, Calvini is still acting actively. He is still core to that next generation. Mm-hmm. So I would like to have seen him, or at least maybe like a Julian Bashir hologram, hollow doctor or something. Uh, yeah, that would have been cool. That the emergency doctor or yeah, somebody. That would have been cool to see. Hey, I'm not going to deny that. That would have been a nice little throwback. Deep Space Nine and Next Generation are 1A and 1B, and you can flip those around as much as you want. Voyager, eh, like Voyager. Miss more Star Trek. This above Voyager. So again, if this is 1A, 1B, this third season of Picard mm-hmm. <laughs> is that. And then at the very, 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 very end, those first two seasons of Picard and the second through fourth seasons or second through fifth, like however many seasons, Discovery is up to now at the very end, along with Star Trek Nemesis. <laughs> you know, Discovery's down there with Nemesis, though, right at the damn pits of hell. Fuck yeah. that show. Yeah. ending. They probably think it's a triumph and shit. We've established five seasons of excellence. No, no, you have it. Yeah, we we have representation. Yes, it's it's her time. Very cool. What the heck was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I really hate that quirky, kind of snarky character. Well, that's the actress, like no, but Amanda Plummer. That's I'm, how she acts. I'm saying that there's also that. I think she's the engineer in Discovery. She acts like that. Gerardi kind of acts like that. Tilly kind of acts like that. Was there anybody in Strange New Worlds like that? Uh, Nurse Chapel. Yeah. I really hate that archetype of a character. Any wrap-up thoughts, Keith? If this is it for the crew of the Enterprise D, this is a fine send-off. This season needed to happen. Like It needed to happen to redeem the first two seasons. For a lot of parts, it redeems... Star Trek The Next Generation. It gives it the finale that it deserved. I mean, it got a good finale with the original series, but Nemesis was a terrible movie to end on. This was the proper note and the proper send-up that it needed. So this needs to happen, and I hope that the people who wrote and made Discovery and all the other woke bullshit that they got going on in Star Trek, I hope they just look at it and realize that this is the shit that we want. Yeah, We don't want that other bullshit. This is how you write strong female characters. This is how you put diversity in. You don't hire the actors gender, race, or sexuality. You don't hire for that. You hire the actor to play the part. None of that dumb shit, all right? I can't believe how tired like I was. Even so. the whole relationship between Rafi and Seven and Nine was kind of toned down. Absolutely. Yeah. The way it should have been. Like they, and they, they weren't they, holding hands on the bridge and singing in song or the whole scene from Endgame where it's like, get it done type thing. Yeah. It wasn't I any of that. This is what I wanted to see. I didn't realize how badly I wanted a send-off to see the old crew back together again. Playing um, cards, yeah. And playing cards again. I thought the Borg, the end game with the Borg was a little on the nose. And it was just like, eh, whatever. But 
you know what? If this ends the Borg shit, we don't get any more Borg anymore, then yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, I would say this is first contact level of wrap up for the Borg. Like, yes. And it also it raises not. that terrible, terrible Star Trek nemesis. <laughs> yeah. And the nemesis can be fully ignored now for all time. We're done with that. We're done with nemesis. But this is the finale of the Next Generation crew. They went out with a bang. They went out like, geez, they did the work, and they went out on a high note, and they should all be proud of that shit. And Terry Metalis, see your name on stuff? I'm going to be watching it. Like, yeah, I, at least give him the next iteration of Star Trek The Next Generation, basically. Yeah, it's, well, it's supposed to be called Legacy. That's the one he pushing for that he put in there. So there's no green light for that. The only green light they got is for that trash section 31 movie and they got the um i don't want that but and they've got the uh, star trek academy star trek discovery season five as well it will not because i'm not going to watch it so yeah uh, yeah i remember my brother one time had asked me he's like hey what's going on with this discovery thing i was like uh season one uh, it's okay season two don't watch it <laughs> anything from on that like it's just dumb but all right, Star Trek Picard, and it was a good ride of fun times and sometimes bad dialogue. But in the end, what we wanted out of this was to see the old team back together. They got back together and had a good trip to get to that point. BCA Podcast.